Hello all, Orrin Williams here. I'm the Food Systems Coordinator for the Chicago Partnership for Health Promotion, a program out of the Office of Community Engagement and Neighborhood Health Partnerships at UIC. Uh, this is part one of our July Garden Education podcast series, typically done with my co-host, soil scientist, and enthusiast, Dr. Akila Martin. But I'm going to kick off the month for us and just talk a bit about some of the things we can do in July. Yes, July. And what we're trying to do here, too, is to get people to understand that there's plenty that you can still grow. It's the beginning of July here in Chicago, and we are in Zone 5-6, depending on who you talk to and and sort of where you are uh, within the zone. If you're closer to the lake like I am, it's more like Zone 6. And if you're away from the lake, it's more like Zone 5. But anyway, there's a lot of overlap, and you should be fine with things that grow in either zone uh, in Chicago or in the Chicago area. So, what do we do this time of year? And again, oftentimes people, um, you know, particularly if you go by the big box garden centers and other places, uh, it seems to be that your season is over in July, but nothing can be further from the truth. Um, you can even begin seed starts indoors, if in fact that's something you're interested in doing, so that you can begin your fall crop. So, that's one way to get a head start on your fall crop. And there's things you should consider. Broccoli, cauliflower, spinach, kale, beets, cabbage, even some squashes are available for you for uh, seed starts indoors and to get you started and get a jump start on the fall season. So, um, like I was saying earlier, about to say earlier, you should consider getting that jump start and growing well into the fall. It's July. You've got July, August, September, and well into October. And depending on the crop and depending on the weather, and if you provide a little bit of season extension uh, strategies to your garden, you can certainly grow well into uh, and through October and into November. So there's still plenty of time to grow stuff here in Chicago, particularly gearing up for fall cool weather crops. Two things I just mentioned a minute ago were broccoli and cauliflower. And sometimes people try to grow those things in the springtime. And depending on the weather, it can get a little tricky, but this time of year also is a good time to grow uh, those two things in particular. So we talked about starting seed indoors, but also this is a good time of year to direct sow some seeds and kind of have a succession garden going on here so that you have an abundance of food uh, all through the growing season here. And so some of the things that you can even begin to sow now are bush beans and summer squash uh, carrots, which are a little tricky to get going, particularly in your containers. Um, and they're slow to germinate and that sort of thing. But if it's successful, they also endure cool weather. And so you should still get a crop if you can get those things germinated. 
Um, and so you got all your kales, your beets, Swiss chard, uh, spinach, uh, and my favorites, of course, the collard greens. And, you know, most people are used to the one variety, but there's several varieties of collard greens. We actually grow five, six or so varieties of collard greens. And so if you're looking for collard green varieties, go to the Southern Exposure Seed Company and uh, take a look at the different collard seeds that they offer. Um, Adaptive Seeds also uh, has a variety of kale uh, that uh, are available and that you can sow direct, and you will get a harvest later on in the year. And again, if you have the opportunity to do season extension, you will also be able to grow them, um, you know, even well into November or December, uh, depending on the weather. And this last year, we um, just used a simple garden cloth. This year, we're going to have some low tunnels, and we have a small greenhouse, actually, that we're going to get going uh, here shortly uh, and use it to see how things uh, grow in the fall and even over winter here um, in our backyard. So we're looking forward to that. Um and we'll keep you posted on the progress of, of how that works. Other things you can do is if you've got some things that are exhausted uh, and you may want to harvest and you're going to have room left, again, think about the things that I just mentioned in terms of getting them going. Um, you know, this year has been a little tricky. We've had a lot, a lot of rain Um you know, even though we've been in a drought, so it was really dry, then we got a lot of rain, and it's been hot, and now it's going to be cool for a few days. So things are like mm, a little squeamish. But anyway, patience is the rule with gardening. And again, we've got July, August, September, uh, and in October. And you still got plenty of daylight in July and August in particular as it starts to wane in September, of course. But, you know, you're going to get your tomatoes, you're going to get your peppers, you're going to get those kinds of things. We just have to be a little patient. Some people that, and some farms uh, that got an earlier start because they use things like cold frames and they have greenhouses and hoop houses and those sorts of things. Um, Some of them have an abundance of stuff right now and, I know many of them have an abundance of of greens, that's for sure. So um, just hang in there. And, you know, our focus is container gardens, of course, and using fabric grow bags. So we don't have a lot of weeding and that stuff to do. Uh, Our weeding is pretty minimal. Um, Make sure you're checking your plants every day, making sure that you water them correctly. Um, like I said, we've had a hot spell. And so during those days, you're pretty guaranteed you're going to have to water a couple of times a day, early in the morning and close to dark, uh, are the optimal times to water at night in particular, but you know, anytime you water, but particularly at night, try to make sure you don't get water on your leaves. Don't forget water near the base of your plant. Okay, so um, get get your fertilizers going. Might want to side dress with 
uh, a granulated organic fertilizer. Uh, some people use fish emulsions and and other kinds of fertilizers as well. Um, you know, you might want to add another little layer of compost and worm castings, those sorts of things. So um, do a little search on the internet. Look up things like um, how to use fish emulsion for vegetable gardening, how to use uh, compost in vegetable gardens, how to use worm castings in vegetable gardens. That will give you some information about how to apply and use those things correctly. Um, and containers, again, in particular, we have to make sure that we keep our garden fertilized because our grow bags do leach the nutrients that our plants need. So we have to step in and and um, help the system maintain the balance that they need and the nutrients that they need. So that's kind of what we're going to cover for now. Um, we're going to talk with our co-host, Dr. Martin, and we'll talk about uh, perhaps even one more episode for this month, if not two. So stay tuned for that. And so right now, this is Oren Williams here, and I'm going to close this session out for myself and my co-host, soil scientist, Dr. Akila Martin. So happy planting, happy July. Again, if you want to reach out to us, it's O-R-R-I-N-W at U-I-C dot E-D-U. Again, O-2-R-R-R-I-N-W at U-I-C dot E-D-U. If you have questions that you want to talk about or you have concerns or you just want to chat us up about container gardening, please feel free to do so. In the upcoming episodes, too, we will be talking to some of our partners that have various grow bag programs that they're operating. So uh, stay tuned for that as well. So again, Oren Williams closing you out. Happy gardening in July in the Chicago area, USDA, hardiness zones 5 slash 6. Thank you.